the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That is a classy open. Three minutes after seven o'clock. Good morning. Welcome. I am not Jimmy Sangenberger. I'm John Caldera. I have no idea what Jimmy's doing. He's probably having a harmonica hangover. That'd be that'd be a great title for Jimmy's first album. As you know, Jimmy plays blues harp. Um, just rem- remarkably remarkably great harmonica player which is amazing for for such a square white boy but he plays he plays blues really well harmonica hangover the debut album by jimmy sangenberger i like this i like this all right settled done first album title is there We'll work on the album cover. Monica Hangover. Alliteration always sells. 303-696-1971. Give me a call. All right, let's see if we can get through this morning together. Got several, several things to go through. Before we get to Donald Trump's ridiculous verdict, um... The story here that that is probably more important than any other. It's um, <laughs> young women wishing to dress like mob wives. This is a hard-hitting piece from NPR. When 28-year-old Kyla Perverde posted a TikTok early January, she didn't expect to start a movement. Quote, clean girl is out, mob wife era is in. We're wearing vintage furs all winter, she said in the voiceover. We're already seeing cheetah prints, the sparkle, the glitz, the glam, the fur, the big hair. And she, of course, showed showed wonderful photos of HBO's The Sopranos. It's actually pretty clever. As she had older Italian women, including her grandmother in mind, when she made the video, but the mob wife aesthetic appears to be, refers to that glamorous, ostentatious style female characters in popular mafia movies and TV shows. You know what I'm talking about. If you've ever seen, if you've ever seen Casino, if you've ever seen Goodfellas, even better. The Sopranos. So she made a 26-second video filmed in her New York City apartment and now has 1.3 million views. The audio she made is now used in 2,200 other videos. Wow. (laughs) And as as only NPR could write, 
Some believe the trend appropriates Italian culture or glorifies criminal lifestyle of the mafia. All right. Yeah, no, it's just it's just some chick having fun. Go with it. Now. Ready for the big problem? What what is the problem of this 27-year-old having fun dressing up like the Sopranos' wives? Not only does it appropriate Italian culture. By the way, that's not really Italian culture. That's that's mob culture, and it's not even mob culture. It's Hollywood version of mob culture, which which is a whole different thing. I mean, ever since The Godfather, Italian mob Hollywood culture, the fictitious culture, has been, well, really enjoyable. As an Italian, I love it. All right, but the real problem are the outfits themselves. Why? They're using vintage furs. Yep. Wearing vintage furs has been a controversy for decades, they write. The consensus among the public, policymakers, and even major fashion houses seem to be that new fur is unethical. It's a line many won't cross, but what about an old fur? You know, grandma's fur coat. So the beautiful thing about furs is they last a long time, unlike a nylon coat made out of petroleum. Let's make it really clear. Fur is natural. It comes off of animals. Environmentalists wear jackets made out of petroleum as they go and yell and scream against the fossil fuel industry. But I don't expect them to note the hypocrisy there. Hmm. Vintage fur is the best of both worlds, says Gilda Chesney, who's 23, in a message to NPR, because it allows me to wear a beautiful coat that will keep me warm and last a lifetime without supporting industries that pollute or contribute to animal cruelty. Right, to get the idea. So... So everyone loves this faux fur. Now, her passion for sustainability is why she buys vintage fur. Also why she's not interested in fake fur. Faux fur, she says, has almost none of the benefits of real fur. It's made of plastic, so it doesn't biodegrade. It doesn't last nearly as long or wear as well as real fur. Wouldn't it be great if environmentalists bring back bring back real fur? That they make it they make it Oh, how to put it? That they make it spectacular again? Hmm. 
The owner of a Latino-operated store based in L.A. that specializes in vintage and archival lines counts celebrities like Kim Kardashian as the customers. Hmm. All right, you get the idea. That fake fur isn't as cool. Real fur is glamorous. I love this. And of course, California has to do this. California banned because they don't want anyone to have choices for themselves. The sale of new fur in 2019. The law went into effect in January of last year. The state was responsible for about 25% of all fur sales, according to the Humane Society. Who do they think they are? If somebody wants to wear fur, why shouldn't they be able to wear fur? It's outlawed. This is like how they get rid of guns. Now, we'll grandfather you in because we know grandfathers will die, but we'll just stop it from happening in the future. Interesting. Biofluff. Yes, I, I said that. Biofluff is a startup that specializes in processing nettle, hemp, and flax into convincing faux fur. That's right. They're trying to grow fur. Oh, my Lord. So a couple of these women are having fun dressing up like Tony Soprano's wife. They're doing it on, on TikTok. Pretty clever. So they getting traction. And so <laughs> they're all walking around with vintage fur. The mob wife aesthetic. Who knew? Who knew? Now this this phase will last for, you know, a month until the weather gets warmer, two months, three months, and then and then something else will happen. Do you have a fur coat? I'm just curious. Do you know someone with a fur coat? Does it bother you to have a fur coat? Are you afraid to wear a fur coat out in public for fear of some animal rights activist throwing paint on you? What what does wearing fur feel like? I mean, I've, I've seen fur coats. I remember, who was it? Um, Pat Bolin, the owner of the Broncos. Remember, he'd stroll up and down the sideline wearing a full-length fur coat. He's probably the only person in the entire stadium on game day who was warm. <laughs> All right, 303-696-1971. 303 303- 696-1971. I just found this whole article amusing. My suspicion is... My suspicion is women would still like to wear fur if they weren't guilted out of it. 
So this, this shop sells vintage fur pieces that can reach up to $18,000. Wow. Say, it's a kind of an investment. Ensures the item is going to someone who appreciates it, can pay for its maintenance, and has a place to wear it. The animal's life is gone, he added. Giving fur a second life helps him feel like it wasn't a waste. That is what we put into the terminology of justification. That's justification. We we like we like our fur. Let's justify how how in the world we keep it. So Colorado has foxes. Foxes are even in suburban areas. You see foxes everywhere. Foxes make nice furs. So if we have to kill foxes to to save the chickens, can we wear those furs? The the idea by by the the way the idea here is well, we already have these furs. Let's enjoy them. We just won't get new furs. How does that work with ivory? Ivory, which is much, much more evil, because in order to get ivory, you're you're killing elephants. There was a time billiard balls were made from ivory. You could get so many billiard balls out of an elephant's tusk. And therefore, therefore you had to kill big elephants. I remember going to one guy's office. This was, oh my God, it must have been 25 years ago. Older guy, and he had two huge elephant tusks. Two huge elephant tusks. He said, yeah, I shot them shot the elephant on a safari, and now I feel kind of guilty about it. Let's go to the phones, 303-696-1971. Jack, welcome. You're with John Caldera. So glad to have you. Yeah, John, I've talked to you many, many, many times over the years, and I find this extremely interesting about the fur coats and also about your the Italian mob attitude. That's something I'm I'm very familiar with. But Are you Italian? Of course. Isn't yeah, everybody? So we, we, we Italians... We somehow really dig the whole Godfather thing, and we don't. You know, at least I do. I think it's a it's a kick. It's not insulting. It's not appropriation. You just make me an offer I can't refuse. Well, that's right. They're the masters of the simple solution. I mean, it's what they are. <laughs> I, like I mean, that's I've what they've always been. And like when that. you grow up in the neighborhood, you know what you can and what you can't do. There's there's nothing else that will guide you more more stringently than than the code that they have. So, I mean, I, I grew up in that. Okay. But let's not talk about that. The fur coats, my, my, wife, my wife of 54 years passed away two years ago. And her mother was a, a babe, to put it mildly. Really? And, yeah, and in her day. Okay. Right. I've got, and handed down to her, I've got mink, I've got a closet full of original vintage fur coats that I do not know what to do with. And up here in Evergreen, went back 20 years ago when she'd wear one. And she'd go to the post office or something like that, and she'd have a fur coat on. These other women would curl their lips, and they'd look at her. And then that was at the time where they were throwing red paint on people, all right. this animal rights crap. 
what do I do with these coats? I mean, you've got this contact or some woman wrote an article or something. I've got a fortune worth of it. I've got a white mink coat here that probably cost $10,000 in the 60s. Well, first of all, Fifth Avenue. I mean, I've got an unbelievable amount of this stuff here, and it's just been sitting in the closets because she's been afraid to wear them. What give do we them do? to me. Huh? Give them to me. Well, I, believe me, that white mink coat, <laughs> you're going to laugh now. But if my wife and her mother hadn't been so small framed, if that thing would have fit me, I'd wear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, what, what little I know about furs is you have to store them properly. So if they're just hanging in a closet, apparently yeah. in summertime they need to be kept chilled in a storehouse somewhere. Well, Evergreen does that. Okay. Um, and secondly, uh, so the, the, the store here uh, 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 is Pachul, P-E-C-H-U-G-A Vintage. This okay, is a well, store I'll, in L.A. I, I couldn't write that down quick enough. I had to let one of my bird dogs in. But uh, can I pick that up on the podcast? Because I'd really like yeah. to dispose of these fur coats. P-E-C-H-U-G-A Vintage. Pechuga. Pechuga Vintage. But there's got to be places in Denver. There's got to be, you know, a few a few Google searches will get you someplace that might even be better than that. Yeah. There, there are places who want your fur coats. Okay. So, okay. Uh, V-A what? P, O P, P E, C H, C H, U G A, G A, and that's a name. I can find that. That is a name. Pachuca Vintage. That is the store that's mentioned in this article. I started the Vintagers Gun Club here in Colorado 35 years ago. It's still going strong. We shoot nothing but English best side by sides that were shot in the Victorian era. Really? Oh, it's a fabulous thing. You you wouldn't believe. I can't believe I started it 33 years ago, and it still maintains about a 70-member membership. And uh, we, we go out, you know, a dozen times a year and do all these different we, – we consider ourselves a a, uh, a, shoot, a a gun club with a drinking problem. <laughs> it's a social club more than anything else, but it's all so about what, the you, you guys dress here. up in vintage hunting Yeah, we year? do. We, yeah, the plus fours, the plus twos. And we used to do all that. We're getting away from that a little bit. I don't know what but, a plus four or a plus two is. Well, the, the, those are what you used to call knickerbockers. Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in the East Coast? You'd know No, I grew up in Colorado. I know nothing about nothing. <laughs> That's always been my claim. You can't take that from me. I, I consider myself conversant on all and knowledgeable on none. Right. <laughs> you can you can you can adopt that one as well. You're you're qualified. Thank you. righty, John. I'm going to hey, take care, I... Jack. Appreciate Bye. it. Three zero three seven. Let's try that. Three zero three six nine six. Nineteen seventy one. All right. Let's let's uh, go out to Lakewood and talk to Scott. Scott. Good morning. You're with John Caldera. Glad to have you. You know, I was going to say, you know, when I was a kid growing up in Wisconsin, we had a mink ranch. <laughs> mink we ranch? Raised them. You raised yeah, them, we right? raised them. We raised them for the purpose of mink coats. <laughs> I remember I remember the scene from Taxi, uh, the sitcom, and one of the taxi drivers, I forget, the again, the slow Italian guy, the actor, uh, who's also the taxi driver, he had all these minks, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to... I'm going to make money from from fur coats, and then he said, "I can't wait till they get old enough uh, until we can shave the hair off." And <laughs> and, the, and Louis De Palma 
<laughs> just said, oh, can I tell him? I got to tell him. Let me tell him. No, 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 I got to tell him. And he just loved the idea. No, no, you kill them. That's you. You they're not sheep. <laughs> you don't you don't well, take you know, the wool off. And the funny thing is, I mean, if some if a woman had a black mink coat, I mean, that was generally that was a ranch bred mink. I mean, the only mink generally in the wild are like your brown mink or your pastel colors. And and there's a guy called he talked about a white mink coat. I mean, as a ranch, I mean, the only white mink you had were, you know, you had a litter of maybe albinos born. And then you usually pelted those out because, I mean, there weren't they weren't good for breeding stock. I mean, if you bred an albino, you weren't going to get another albino necessarily. So you you raise these, yeah, and yeah, for about ten years. And how much could you get for a, a, a mink? By the way, is a small animal, right? It's not. We're not talking like a bear. Yeah. This is this is like a cat sized thing. Well, like my, my family. Yeah, my dad started raising them like in 1978, and uh, it's just kind of. I mean, in the in the fur industry, when you're raising them, it goes up and it goes down, and so uh, and it cost back in '78 when we started, it cost like 17 bucks a year to raise them. By the time you fed them and vaccinated them right. against different disease and stuff, and so on uh, a good year for a good sized male, you'd probably get 40, 50 bucks a pelt at auction and the females 30 35 but like when we started you know and then and also the the every fur bearing animal has a scent gland the skunk is the only one that can accurately shoot it and so around between thanksgiving and christmas was the pelton season and i I always went to high school high school smelling like i had like the funkiest cologne in the world on because (laughs) when you so you you had to harvest them yourself oh oh, yeah 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 we harvested them and we uh but when you get up around that when you get up around that scent gland if you're not careful two out of five times you know you get shot at God. <laughs> and so, so uh, they also used to use that scent gland stuff. They also, uh, the uh, cosmetic industry used to use that. They would process it down, and because of how it's, it holds scent, they would make, like, lipsticks and perfumes out of that stuff. It's funny. I, and they, I think in the, in the hog industry, in the pig industry, the, you know, they use everything that the pig that is the pig. They say they sell everything but the oink, and yeah. you know they the the bellies make bacon and the skin goes to leather and you know they they use the whole thing. And if you could if you could get that scent, I mean, I think they paid like seventeen dollars an ounce for it back then, and uh, we like our family raised them for. About ten years. Why? why real quick, I've, I've got to. I got to get to a break here. But why did you guys get out of the business? Well, because in 1988, remember we had that flash crash in the market. Yep. Yeah. Well, for some reason, the, the price of fur went down, also, and so you know, also it just wasn't worth raising them anymore. Amazingly, then, when there's a recession, guys are not buying their wives' fur coats. Go figure well, that, huh? Well, and then for some reason, like Finland raises, I mean, the government was paying, like, say Finland would send pelts over here to auction, 
and the government would guarantee them so much a pelt. So if at auction the pelt only got 20 bucks, the government would throw in the extra 15 to bring it up to 35. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, they don't do that anymore. Uh, Sweden has learned its lesson and is no longer the socialistic paradise that it once was. i got to run to a break. Thanks for the story, though. That's fascinating stuff. Have yourself a great morning. 303-696-1971. Give me a call about this. See, you never know where this conversation goes. I'm John Caldera. In for Jimmy. Keep it here. You're on 710 KNUS. In for Jimmy. It's John Caldera. 33 minutes after. Good morning and welcome. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. I found this silly little story about um, about a YouTuber, actually it was a TikTok personality, and she just she did this quick TikTok, and she dressed up like a mob wife. And she said, mob wife is out. Mobs, oh no, clean girls out, mob wife is in. And she showed all these, she's there with her cigarette hanging out of her mouth, making the eggs for breakfast, wearing a cheetah outfit. Yeah, you get you get the idea. And she wore a bunch of fur. And it spurred this conversation about fur. Vintage fur is in, but it's controversial. How fur even became controversial, I don't really understand. You know, we raise animals to harvest them all the time. We eat them all the time. We have leather jackets. We have leather wallets and belts and shoes. But somehow fur is cruel? I don't, I don't quite get it. That being said, what an interesting bit of people who've had fur coats, don't know what to do with them. Do you wear them? Can you sell them? And why is it that vintage is okay? Let's go to the phones. 303-696-1971. Talk to Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. You're with John Caldera. Glad to have you. Hi, John. I love you. I love um, you. But, oh, good. I'm so glad. You're my radio husband. So I, <laughs> I, tell, I tell all everybody I know that. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. And, uh, I'm honored. Yes. Well, I'm way, way older than you, I'm sure, but I, I still love you. Um, I I have my grandma's mink uh, coat. It's It's goes to my knees and it's beautiful um it's in storage uh, right now but it's black and and a quick story john i um i was doing my masters uh and uh and i had to do a symposium up in snowmass one year it's been a few years ago and so um we went into aspen we were just walking down and looking at the shops and we went into this mink store there i don't even recall the name of it but this uh, gentleman was buying i'm guessing it was his wife or girlfriend it was a full-length mink coat. It was white. It was beautiful. But I just listened to the gentleman before saying that it may have been albinos or, or something. But I wanted that coat, John. Of course you wanted but, that coat. Yes, I did. <laughs> but I didn't get it. <laughs> we were just admiring it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, if you couldn't have it, no one else should. You should have thrown some red paint on it and run out, run out, and then, and then no <laughs> one would be able to have it. Well, that's true too. That that was. I I guess I wasn't bold enough then to do that, but I am today. <laughs> so um, that's great. Um, just out of curiosity, have you ever had fur? Have I ever had it? Just my grandma's mink coat. That's it, what I have now. But and do you wear it? I I do, and I'm it, very proud of it. Is and it warm? Somebody, I've heard there's nothing yeah. warmer than. Than it's fur. very warm. It's very, very warm. Nobody has ever, ever come up to me and said a word about it. But I do wear it. Yes. Oh, and I'll wonderful. <laughs> yes. yes. You, you, um, and this is your grandmother's fur, so it's been around a while. Yes, it's been around since probably around the early 19, well, probably 1930s. I'm going to guess somewhere around there. Oh, how cool. I mean, so it's yes. almost 100 years old, and it's still holding yes. up. It is. It is holding up. And I, I was worried that it might not hold up, but it, it has. I've taken good care of it, though. So. Oh, how it, beautiful. Well, yes. keep on wearing well, it. Wear okay. it with pride. I will. I, will. I absolutely right. will. Have yourself okay. a great morning. Thanks for the call. 303-696-1971. Ivory is in the same category, but I understand why ivory is um, is frowned upon. Because in order to have something made of ivory, you need an elephant tusk. And there's just not that many elephants. So I don't mind the, how to put it, the social shame of new ivory. But I remember, I think my grandfather had a ring with ivory on it or some jewelry with ivory on it. It's like, it's ivory. And as a kid, I'm like, yeah, so? But it's ivory, mom would say. Like, and I just thought that was the color of it. Oh, it's, it's ivory. But fur is Different because you raise the animals to be harvested. That's just not just not a big deal, is it? 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. And I love the idea that young ladies in their 20s, are having fun dressing up like mob wives. (laughs) Why not? Life is short. Have some fun. Absolutely have some fun. Um, It's it's a dandy idea. The idea of a fur. Now, it used to be, I remember growing up as a kid, that the stereotype was a woman loves a fur coat. And Cynthia, our last caller, seemed to seem to seem to have that same uh, feeling. He did love a fur coat. So at some point it changed. Now it's 
tastes change. Mini skirts go in and out of fashion. Hemlines go up and down. Lapels go wider and narrower. Ties get wider and narrower. I, I get that. Those, those are fashions. There is something different, though, about fur. Fur was evil. Fur was naughty. Fur was cruel. I think that's the best way to put it. Cruel. And it being cruel, you've it was made unpopular, unfashionable. And I remember a couple decades ago, animal rights activists would destroy people's fur coats, throwing paint on them. At which point people were like, fine, I've got insurance. We'll just buy a new fur coat. Well, you can't do that in California. And being the new California, who knows? Maybe you won't be able to do it here in Colorado sometime soon anyway. Let's go to the phones. 303-696-1971. talk to Marcus. Marcus, good morning. Glad to have you. Hey, how are you doing, John? Long time no here. Yeah, good to talk so, to you. How's the TV show doing? I missed the last two Fridays. Well, I'll tell you what. For those who don't know, I do a show on... Uh, Channel 12, every Sunday night, Sunday night, Friday night at 8.30. Friday night's 8.30, when you should be out on a date or, or taking your wife out or doing something. But you could always watch Devil's Advocate on the YouTube channel. So we have a YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and go to IITV. It's technically IITV3. I think it's the name of the channel. But And we've got all, all of the... Um, interviews there, and they go longer on YouTube. And we also, by the way, have it on every podcast platform because I know it's gorgeous to watch me on television. I know it's just, you know, it's very, very sexy to watch, you know, two old white guys talk. So you can pull them down on any podcast. That's John Caldera. It's Devil's Advocate with John Caldera. It takes a little while to find the podcast. Once you find it, you'll do it forever. And, um, Last night, talked with Dick Wadhams about his oh, wow. his point of view on that. So, yeah, go go to YouTube. It's just easier that way, and, and um, find it on on platforms. Thank you for letting me plug it, though. Yeah, well, I learned a lot from your shows. You got great uh, guests and everything. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah. You know what's what's difficult is there's fewer and fewer outlets to get news and views on local issues, particularly, and that's why KNUS yeah. is such a remarkable gem here in Colorado. Uh, fewer and fewer stations do local work. Anyway, what do you have for me? Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, and I was always in the Westerns and people around me, everybody always had <laughs> raccoon hats, badger hats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the then, David uh, Crockett hat. Yeah. <laughs> the Alamo and everything. So, it, And then you're thinking... They had rabbit hair gloves back in the day when we were growing up. Remember Everybody when you had were a, kid, a rabbit. Did you foot? ever have a rabbit yeah. a rabbit foot? Yeah. I had a rabbit foot. What a weird thing. A rabbit's foot for good luck. Yeah, I don't see any anymore. <laughs> there were two things you could always get at the you know, the um when you go Hardware on a road trip store, with your folks yeah. and you go to a little tourist trap store, yeah. they would always have rabbit rabbit's feet. And Mexican jumping beans, which were the yeah. coolest things ever. 
There are beans I haven't that would seen any Mexican jumping beans in a long time. <laughs> I haven't seen them forever either way. I'm sure they're they're now no longer called jumping beans, but who knows? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, fur was really in, you know. The guys in the westerns, you know, the raccoon coats and the bear coats and <laughs> Right. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> Times have changed, I guess. But men used to Men used to wear fur all the time. Now it wasn't yeah. it wasn't gorgeous fur, but it was fur. It wasn't yeah. white mink coats that went down past their legs, unless of course you're Pat Bowen, in which case, what do you care what people think? I want to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to bring that up, John, because you know the mountain guys always wore fur boots, everything. If you look at it, that's what they lived off. So it's it's interesting. And it's a Colorado thing. It's a Western thing. You lived off the land. I love it. All right, yeah. I got to run. Thanks for the call. Take care. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. I tell you what, I got to go to a quick break here. When we get back, Susan, please stay on the line. I want to talk with you next. I'm John Calvera. In for Jimmy. Keep it here. Seven ten KNUS. Eight minutes to the top. In for Jimmy. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. You're on 710-KNUS. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. Ran across a silly story about, about young women dressing up like mob wives. You know, something from The Sopranos or Goodfellows. You, know, you wear the tight-knit cheetah pants, some sort of fur coat. And while you're making your husband breakfast, you, you have to have a long cigarette hanging out of your mouth. You know, really funny stuff. And then it started this whole thing about fur. And so this article goes into this resurgence of vintage fur that people who want fur, but it's hard to get now, want a fur coat. Well, it's okay, or is it okay, to have vintage fur? That's pretty fascinating. Of course it's okay to have vintage fur. It's okay to have new fur. I don't understand why people have a problem with this. Let's go to the phones, 303-696-1971. Susan, good morning and welcome. You're with John Caldera. Glad to have you. Good morning, John. It's nice to talk about my furs. Um, <laughs> so I had to go to Boston to work, and uh, it was in the 80s, and I took my puffer coat from uh, Colorado that was in style, you know, the, the long puffer coat. And I When you say puffer in, coat, what are we talking about? Well, it, material on both sides, uh, it's kind of, uh, and filled with some sort of down. Okay, your usual nylon coat that everybody yeah. in Colorado wears when it gets cold. Oh, yeah, you know. When, yeah, okay, course, yeah, the big, the big, huge, puffy coat that yeah, knocks right. over things or when you walk by. The ski areas and, you know, but you right. get out to Boston and that wind off of the water and humidity and cold air, I froze until I went to a furrier in Boston and uh, I bought uh, what I could afford at the time, which is, are you holding on, a coyote coat. Oh, that is awesome. The coyote came from upper, uh, probably Canada. Beautiful coat. It it had a white trim around the edges. And I remember wearing that coat. I was never cold when I was in that coat. And the amazing thing about natural fur is it breathes. 
So when in Boston, you'd start out early in the morning, be very extremely cold. And as the day went on, it might get a little warmer. I was never uncomfortable in that coat. The only thing is, it is a little heavier. You know, it was a full length coat. Uh, so how I much could, did, when did you buy it and what did it cost? Oh, it was around 86, uh, 1986. And uh, if I remember, I was a couple thousand. Okay, so it was really expensive. It was. It was. Although uh, the, the furrier there sold beautiful minks, and he looked at me and said, this is what I think you should have. And it was like mink toes or mink foot. <laughs> you know? And I thought, oh, oh, you think I'm that cheap. So I bought the, the coyote coat. And, of course, growing up in Colorado, I saw a lot of those things hanging on fences. Uh, when my go visit my relatives out in the farms, you know, there was a time when they shot coyotes and hung those animals on the right. fence post. But uh, I still have that beautiful coat. Came back to Denver, and the first cold winter, I I got it on and went down to the uh, downtown part of Denver, and that's what I heard immediately, which shocked me because I never heard that in Boston. You know, we're going to throw red paint on your coat. I stopped wearing. <laughs> Because I didn't want it ruined. Uh, in the well, that's meantime, a shame. See, so, that's that is that angers me so much that people can oh, um, miss that coat. You know, there's nothing like a fur, and you're so elegant. I mean, they feel wonderful, and of course, they're always lined with some beautiful lining uh, of some, you know, silk or some lining, and your names or at least initials are beautifully stitched inside that lining, so you know it's your coat. But, that's beautiful. Um, hey. I got to run here. Thank you so much. Wear that fur coat again. There's no reason All not right. to. Take it out. It's a cold day. Enjoy it. Oh, what a fun conversation. All right, let's take a quick break for news. We'll be back after that. I'm John Caldera. In for Jimmy, 303-696-1971. Keep it right here. You're on 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 